Hey fadies, I'm DM Brad, and this is chapter 6, episode 11 of The Fate of Ison. Can you believe we're already 11 episodes into chapter 6? That's wild! Oh, and in case you didn't know, we are coming up on our three-year anniversary really soon. Three years of hilarious roleplay, nat ones, seriously, so many freaking nat ones, chaos curses, and world-saving antics. Thank you so much for being with us for these past years. We are all truly grateful to have had you along on this journey with us. To celebrate, we will be doing a giveaway pretty soon. Uh, we haven't got all the details sorted out just yet, but make sure you're following us all over social media. That's at Fate of Ison on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Twitch, and all the places. And that way, when we know more, you'll know more too. And while you're at it, how about dropping into Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, or wherever you feed your podcast addiction, and chucking a review our way. We love those, and they really help us grow. Before we crack on, a quick reminder that our good friends over at Dice Vault are offering Fate of Ice and listeners, that's you guys, a 20% discount on gaming accessories. Just head to DiceVault.com and use the promo code RESISTANCE to get yourself a wicked deal. In this episode, we are once again joined by our very good friend Waffles from the Waffles and Mario Talk About Things podcast. We love having Waffles in the game with us, and he's going to be with us for a few more episodes yet. So you know what? Let's recap. Are you ready? Last time, the Apple Squadeth engaged in a fierce battle with Frosty the Ancient White Dragon in the heart of the city of Stonemore. With the help of their new friend Hot Beans the Druid, and a horde of 500,000 Kiori battle mice, they fought bravely and seemed to be having some success against the gargantuan menace. But the question remains, will their combined might be enough? Oh Miles, like you hurt, you just really hurt this fucking thing. Nice. A lot. Good job. And that's my whole turn. I'm just gonna stand there braced. Hold. And it is now Arcus. So you're sort of underneath it, you two, on the ground. Oh, actually, all three of you are sort of underneath the dragon. I need to heal. Um, so I'll do that. I'm going to cure wounds. Touching myself. As you do to cure wounds, I rolled a 20. Nice. It's pretty good. I'm pretty happy with that. Um, and for a bonus action, I'm going to... Can I bag a stab again? <laughs> That's up in the air, so... Oh, no, yeah. Oh, you, Could oh, I throw? You can, I can throw things, your spir- right? Yeah, your spiritual weapon has yeah. range. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's sort of mo- basically like a mental projection. It's not so much a weapon. Yeah. So, yeah, you can attack it at range. Um, 19 AC. Great. I <laughs> I shapeshift into more of a, like, a um, slingshot. <laughs> Classic. Classic Arcus. Yeah. That's yeah. Arcus's <laughs> go-to. I love a slingshot. It's either that or a javelin, you know? And um, <laughs> I create the discus and I <laughs> throw a discus at it. Uh, now that's what you call ultimate frisbee. <laughs> I got 16. That, yeah, that misses. So it just your, your discus of energy just sort of hits it and bounces off its underside. It's frustrating. Ineffectively. And uh, hottest beanicus. Oh, he's not doing well. Um, he's healing too. Oh, dice. Why don't you like me? Ah, uh, yeah. And while you do that, the mice are going to uh, do some more damage. Uh, oh, no, mice. That's only a four all up. That's the worst the mice have ever done. No. I taught you better than this. They, the, the formation that they made to avoid all of Marley's arrows has, has weakened their attack. Um, and now we're back around to uh, the top of the round, and Frosty is going to one last ditch effort. It's been hurt so badly, you can all tell he's on his last legs. Or is wings he still only moment. 20 for up the ground? Because he's going to take his cloudy cloud cloud again. I meant for you to, after he did his wing attack and you successfully saved but still took some damage. Oh, yeah. Make a constitution saving troll, please. Oh, and he also got you with a bite. Oh, no, he didn't. You stopped with the shield. Yeah. Uh, no. I rolled very bad. Also, I changed my, like, digital dice to the everlasting rhyme ones that you get from the Frost Maiden 
release. Yep. And they're awesome. I think everybody should use them. I've still never used digital ones. I like, I like having clickety clacks to roll in front of me. You know, if you open up the D&D Beyond, though, you can see all of our roles in the campaign, so I can see what Arcus rolls. It's fun. <laughs> it is fun to see Marley roll on, like, the other end. I can't watch it. <laughs> um, no one's rolled a net one this game. No Ooh. Chaos Curse has come out. Disappointed. Oh, true. Yeah. Nice. Um, well, disappointing for me, but... Yeah. <laughs> nice um, for us. Okay, so what, what did you roll for that con save, Jules? It was a six. Okay, yeah. So you lost concentration on your cloud of daggers, and it mm. disappeared. So it does. So Frosty is coming down to a landing, and I'll be kind. He doesn't land on you, but he does try and, um, and bite. You've said I'll be kind too many times this episode. I don't like it. <laughs> I'm so not allowed to be nice to you. No. Okay. <laughs> You all take bludgeoning damage as the dragon lands on top of you all. Oh, Great. Uh, I love it. <laughs> uh, no, I'm going so to decide who takes the brunt of the bite. Do it. We're going to do one, two is uh, Waffles, three, four is Arcus, and five, six is Marley. Who takes the bite? It is Waffles. Ah! Hot beans, go and get bit. Yeah. Could I antag- antagonize yes, the dragon in- to make it bite me? If I but so wish. Um, if you if you want to be the target, I, I would want say, to be the target. Okay. As as it lands, you do. What do you do to make yourself the target? I'm like, look at me, big dumb dragon. Come and look. I'm take. Come have a big fat old bite of my arm. Here you go. Come on, eat 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 me, <laughs> eat me, eat me. Do it. Come on, eat me. Come on, eat me. Come on, let's go. You have successfully convinced me to attack you. <laughs> Molly looks over and goes, I didn't know you knew how to cast vicious mockery. <laughs> Eat me. Eat me. Um, well, I'm pretty sure a 27 hits you. Okay. So you need to take 15 piercing and 7 cold, which you can half to 3. So 15 um, piercing and 3 gold. Great, and then um, I'm gonna use Wrath of Storm, which is when a creature, <laughs> which is when a creature within five feet that you can see hits you with an attack. You can use a reaction to cause the creature to make a Dex saving throw. Okay, you've activated uh, my trap card. <laughs> oh, it only got an eight on its deck save. Great. Um, so you're going to take 2d8 lightning damage. Okay, so it successfully bites you, chomps down on your arm, and as a result, it takes how much? <laughs> <laughs> it takes... Come, come on, why aren't you showing... It takes seven damage. <laughs> okay. There was lightning, right? Yeah, so yeah, you just send shocks of lightning arcing through it and it lets go of your arm from its teeth and it's going to uh, do its two claw attacks that are the other parts of its attack. Uh, one on each of the others. So first on Hot Beans, it is a 19 and yeah, on Marley, it is a 23. Fuck you. No. Um, so <laughs> you both it take 14... You both take 14 <laughs> slashes. It was a damage. threat. No. <laughs> no. I don't need your consent. No. No. Wait. <laughs> take it back. <laughs> so Hot Beans and Marley both take 14 slashing as it simultaneously sweeps out two claws and almost in like a uh, like a wolf leaping sort of motion. Ouch. And just, yeah, swipes you both hard. That's how I like it. <laughs> I'm very tired. What's Marley's <laughs> HP looking like? And what's Hot Bean's HP? Uh, he's down to about a third. He's less than a third of his total HP. Okay. And it's Marley's turn now. Um, She's still firing. Makes the most sense. She's going to attack it twice. It's just hit you with its claws, and so it's right up in your face. Yeah, so before she does that, she's going to do her um, Hail of Thorns again. Fuck it. Uh, that is a dirty 20 to hit. Which will do nine plus 
nine, 18, plus the third level Hell of Thorns. 18 plus 17 is, God, that one's hard. 35, did I get that right? 35, yes you did. And you know what? You don't have to roll another attack. Tell me how your Hell of Thorns kills Frosty the Ancient White Dragon, because he had 34 left. Yeah. <laughs> nice. So that, that gash that's over his eye that we sort of did to him the first time around, she like squares up her shield and like lines up the crossbow and she's aiming right for that gash above its eye, hoping that it'll like they've made enough of a hole that her bolts could go in. You're gonna and pierce lobotomize the brain. it. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Lobotomize it. Literally she's going for <laughs> bolts to the brain. <laughs> like Yeah. That, that's a big brain move. Yeah. So you don't really see so much happen as just these bolts go clean into the gash straight where she's aiming disappear inside the dragon and then the dragon sort of go uh, 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 as it's like spazzing out and then just drop <laughs> shot through the eye <laughs> all of you roll a deck save as this enormous mon- like monstrously huge creature falls to the ground nice Marley oh Jesus Christ Nine. Six. much better 26 did Hot Beans get a six? He got a He rolled low. I thought I got a one, but then it was a seven. I was terrified <laughs> of the dice. I was like, oh, I got <laughs> So Hot Beans and Arcus both take 10 bludgeoning damage as you try to get out of the way, but you just slightly get pinned by this huge body. I'm down for the count. <laughs> okay, and Marley successfully uh, hopped away. I had nine HP, by the way, so... <laughs> well, I only had ten, so if I hadn't made that save, I'd be down. <laughs> right? That's where I am. Um, and, Marley, you hear a familiar sort of breathing sound approaching from behind, and you know that it's Hodge. He's just yeah. arrived from wherever he was. <laughs> I recognised you by your breathing. Yeah, I think I... And- I think I instantly like wheel around and wrap my arms around him, just glad to see him safe because I oh, didn't know. a different know. giant wolf. <laughs> no, like, haha. But I just didn't know if the dragon would have attacked him first. I wasn't sure. So to see him, to know he's okay, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Do I see Arcus go down? Uh, you tell me. You're all sort of in the same area. And yeah, um, you probably wouldn't notice. You might have seen that Arcus got hit by the dragon's body. All right. You might not you know that Arcus is unconscious. Too, so. Yeah, so did you. Ah, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm going to throw heal at Arcus. Uh, so you instantly regain 70 points of health. What? Yep. What? Is 70? A six level druid spell that he can cast uh, regains 70 points. I don't even have points. 70 health. Wow, you're full <laughs> health now. Yeah, great. So, thank you. So Hot Beans obviously wasn't knocked unconscious then. No, no, he's he's not doing well. But I think if he, he's, Arcus took the bite for him, and so he's so giving at a distance. It just throws seventy hit points at Arcus. Uh, at <laughs> uh, range sixty feet. I'm assuming we're closer than sixty feet. That's crazy. You just throw health around the place. Yeah, amazing. One six level uh, spell slot, and that's what I'm choosing to spend it on. Druids, man. Druids, yeah, now, man. All, th- all three of you are conscious and hurting. Actually, you're I'm all full health. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're still I, hurting. I got you've twenty you've, HP you've, above my full health, though. Like, surely that's yeah. like I get. I get what you're saying, but also, come on. <laughs> you've been hurt a lot, but you've got this sort of artificial. Um, I have mental trauma. If you were blind or deaf, you're no longer that. So you're you're actually very healthy. You're at the peak of health. This is, yep. Yeah. <laughs> I'm at. This is what it's like being in your twenties. I'm at peak health excellence, and my body still hurts all over. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, Molly just sort of takes out her saxophone, sort of starts playing like a little song to herself so she can sort herself out yeah and the mice all clamber off of this mountain of scales and they just sort of cover the area and it's like they are putting up a protective barrier around the area like this is sacred ground now for the mice 
And yeah, and Marley just plays away on her saxophone. Dragon stew yes. for dinner tonight. <laughs> yeah, the mice are going to eat for a long time. A cat in every garage and a dragon in every pot. <laughs> she just she just cast two lots of cure wound spells, so I, she's probably just sitting there playing like a little, you know. I would love oh. to see little mice ride around on the back of cats. <laughs> That's happening all over Banfield but- City. That's beautiful. Yeah. I want I want to live in the there, you know? I'm sort of planning a, like a mini campaign of some Kyori doing a heist from another Kyori, like something happening in Banfor City, mice pulling a Robin Hood on like mm-hmm. stealing from some rich mice. Um, don't know when that would ever get played, but we'll see. Yeah, the, we are in the aftermath. What now? You survived. Yeah, that came pretty close though. Mm-hmm. You know, like, and and there was a dragon in the middle of Stonemore, and people were running scared. And it, it, I think now more than ever, it hits Marley with how much danger Eisen is in. Not just us, not just the Apple Squadeth, not just the Resistance, but Eisen itself is in trouble. It's um, like we're holding the fate of Eisen in our hands. You know, it, it really is. <laughs> And yeah, yeah. I think she should be should be just sort of sitting there feeling feeling that pretty hard right now, you know. Because I guess there'd there'd probably be a sense of sort of helplessness, I suppose, of like we just went through all of that, and that's just one creature. Like, what the fuck yeah. else can we do? Hot Beans is gonna like lean over to Arcus and just like in a low voice just ask what the hell was that that we just fought it was a dragoon a dragoon yeah uh, a dragoon cool I don't think I can turn <laughs> into one of those <laughs> yet yeah well, he's, he's gonna yeah. try but he can't he fails yet you know how I I said to you Brad that Molly had a new spell yeah. and she was she was thinking about using it to call on someone she's never called on before uh yes yeah so as she's hugging like burying her face into hodge and it's occurring to her that she needs help they need help as she calls out to the person that she thinks of all the time secretly in her heart of hearts and hopes one day to meet again got and, it hate it <laughs> yeah and she sends out into the universe hoping to find that it'll find its recipient the words hi tap i'm facing more danger with less hope than ever before i don't want to be alone come to wellspring of harrig love molly love Ooh. okay so i get 25 words to respond to that as tap right mm-hmm I, I wrote out my 25, so I would have it right. No you don't have to do this. it right now. You yeah, can... So, yeah, give me a Just talk amongst yourselves for a moment. <laughs> yeah. Okay, here's... I've got a topic. I was looking at my spells and how I have both lightning and thunder. And do you guys ever get, like, wigged out about the fact that we have a whole separate word for the sound of something? Yes. Like... <laughs> but... It makes me so mad, because when I think about, like, right, clap. If you clap your hands, right... Yes. And the sound of a clap is the sound clap, right? Wow. But also, but also, what is the sound of a thunder? Thunder's sound is a thunder clap. It's a clap for thunder, but thunder is the sound of lightning. Well, thunder <laughs> is the shockwave well, no. caused by the lightning superheating the air. So right, the but everything is- has a shockwave. Yeah. I always thought thunder was more of a roll than a clap. It's a, still a I mean? shockwave. It's still you can a... have a roll of thunder. You can have yeah. a clap. Yeah, of... rolling thunder. Clap yeah. of thunder. I was just saying, yeah. like the word itself is like it's its own thing. It's not even a description of the sound. Yeah. Yeah. But like something yeah. can be thunderous, but it's like loud, I guess. Mm. It's not like thunder itself isn't an onomatopoeia. Well, I guess I guess that's why there's two there's two spells, right? There's thunder wave and thunder clap. Like genuinely in D and D, there's two spells, yeah. and thunderclap only does like it does less damage. It goes for less distance, you know. Like I don't know. Like 
it's just a it's just a a quick thing, whereas the wave <laughs> goes. But but yeah. but technically, they're both just the sound of lightning. Like technically, if 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 well, we were actually, to do it with the we, like the rules getting... of the universe, there should be lightning spells every time there is a thunder spell. Sure, but actually, the wording of the spell is a thunderous force, and right. I think you'll find that thunderclap and thunder wave. I think hopefully is actually force damage rather than i feel yeah right it's trying it's pretending to be like weather bending (laughs) and it's not it's like telekinesis yeah yeah because if it was if it was thunder damage you're right it would actually be lightning damage but it's not it's force it's the force of the wave not really yeah the these are the hot topics that oh, no yeah. one's talking about. Well, I, I guess so. <laughs> lightning is hotter than the surface of the sun. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and crazy that, mind. like, people can survive having yep. it go like, through them. Yeah. yeah. Um, Marley. Thunderbolts and lightning very, very frightening me. You, Marley, you send out this desperate message to your childhood love, Tap Gripty, who grew up on the farm next to yours and who you you assume probably presumes you dead. Um, yeah. and yeah so <laughs> you, you presume this... you dread <laughs> and I'd, I'd love to I'd love to say more in that message but 25 words isn't a lot so yeah, so yeah you just almost like a just sending out a be- a desperate beacon almost like involuntarily you just your, your heart your soul just shoots this message out to the to the universe and you hear back within within a, within a few seconds a very familiar voice saying Molly oh gods is it really you where, where are you we all thought you were dead. What's this wellspring of Herrig? How do I get? Yeah. And of course I can only cast it once because I only have one third of spell slot left. So I'm like, shit. <laughs> so out loud, you just you just see Marley wheel around from Hodge, did not even really having expected a reply, and go to say, Bamfor! And then realize he's not there. And then, like, realize that Tress is not there, realize that nobody's there that would understand. Arcus doesn't even know who Tap is. Like, you know, is just completely alone in this moment and just sort of drops to the ground and, you know, just kind of, like, cries. I'm, I somewhat I know your backstory now. Like, yeah, a little bit. I, I, I wouldn't know, like, bit. technically, but I, we went to your orchard in very early on so i did find out about your <laughs> yeah i guess it's just it's just tap i probably haven't explained you know yeah. and she's probably just crying on the ground to herself to like frustrated she can't just cast the spell again you know like and reach out again she's just like, i just want to text him but i've run out of texts for this month <laughs> literally that's exactly what it's like right now she's like i need to go to sleep right now <laughs> The thing is, like, to metagame a little bit, Hot Beans kind of has a solution to this, um, but he has no idea about any of this. And so... Yeah. All he, he sees is this girl just be like, BAM FOR! Oh! Um, and then just... <laughs> he is going to... As, as a cantrip, he can um, do a thing called uh, Druidcraft. Um, and so oh, from, yeah. from his armor, he's just going to have a flower appear... Uh, and he's going to pick it and give it to you and say, I, I don't know what your situation is, but you seem really cool. I hope this helps. And he, he's just going to give you the flower. And, and she sort of takes it and she's like, thanks. Um, hot, cold, cool beans. I've lost which one you are. <laughs> just beans, <laughs> Mr. Bean. Hot and you're cold. You're yes and you're no. Yep. <laughs> oh, no, actually... Um, he looks you in the eyes and says, we've just fought a Dragoon together. Uh, no, no point. Mm, dragoon, for... that is the correct yes. pronunciation. No, yes. no, no points for, uh, you know, no point being false or decease, uh, deceptive. And he sees the mice have sort of made the area secure. And he, he, he sort of puts out a hand and he says, my name is Drew. Drew Ed. Uh, <laughs> that's my no, real name. Of course, you, of course you have three names. One oh, no. couldn't be enough. I, I, I go by aliases. I have more than I have millions of names all over the everywhere I've been. I have a different name, but my real, true <laughs> name that was given to me at birth was Drew Ed. 
from the id clan. Hi. It's this right hi. here, your name is Elias? <laughs> yeah. Yep. I just... I just got some good news, I think. Good news, bad news. They thought I was dead. They... They really thought I was dead. She's just like saying that kind of, you know. Arcus hugs her. Aww. Yeah, and she leans in. She needs an Arcus hug right now. You know, it's fluffy. It's all, cl- it's fluffy and cloudy and and maybe a little bit damp, but like that covers <laughs> the tears anyway. You know, like yeah, like a like a pillow you've been sobbing into. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly like that. It's probably quite comforting. And she's like, you know, thanks, Arcus. And she sort of sniffs and then sort of wipes it up very un like ladylike. <laughs> on, <know>? <laughs> uh, on Arcus. On Arcus. <laughs> wipes nose on Arcus. <laughs> just blow it yeah. out. Just do she's it. Like, it's I'm fine. Sorry. It's all she's water like, I'm particles. Sorry. I'm sorry. And then she doing? she sort of she sort of blows on her saxophone to like kind of get it out, like almost like almost like you blow your nose, but she's not blowing her nose. She's just like <sighs> it like centers her, you know? Oh. While this is all happening, I'm going to examine Hodge. Uh, can I try using one of my wild shapes to see if I can become Hodge? Or a Hodge-like being? <laughs> no, uh, Hodge hang is on, hang on, a large... You CL, yeah, you can go CL1, CL1, can't you? Is Hodge a CL1? No. Because I think he's a larger than usual di- like w- Like, oh. almost direwolf, but not. You could be a mini-me. I'm, I'm, I'm going to turn into a direwolf anyways, and... Yeah, because you know, it'd be close enough. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm just so, gonna. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's a CR two or a ah. CR three even. I can't. I can't find his stats that I that I made. But um, it's fine. Uh, but yeah, can... a, a dire wolf would be similar. Yeah, I'm just gonna become a dire wolf and hang with Hodge as a wolf. Can I talk to Hodge yeah, as a he... wolf? Sure, you can Yay. have a combo with him. Awesome. He looks super confused watching you turn into something that looks kind of like him. Does yeah. that like dog head tilt? And then, yeah, as, as you become a I wolf, he, just, he says in wolf, "Hey, thanks for helping uh, to make her not die." Just like waves his nuz- his muzzle at Marley. Oh, she, yeah. uh, she's a god. We can't afford to let the gods die. Um, she's a yeah. what? Yeah, a god. <laughs> Um, I'm sure you're like a demigod or something. I'm fairly sure in the temple of, of Mali, there's a shrine I to died. you. Did you? Wow. I almost died. <laughs> Hodge is our Jesus. Yes. I, I like the thought of like Hodge is probably flexing his big old like white and gold feathered wings right now, being like, I died. See? Angel wings. Yes. <laughs> you know? I, I used An to angle. have those, but then they died. The, the eagle part of me died. So I used to have wings. Flying's fun, the isn't eagle it? part of me died. Yep. You're like, you're never allowed to be an eagle ever again. <laughs> that part of you <laughs> is dead now. Aww. Yeah, Hodge just saw, almost as if, like, I don't know, uh, you can't tell if it's like, out of trying to add some, like, levity to the situation, or if he just isn't really that clued into the severity of the situation you've just been through, and he just goes, flying's cool, eh? Yeah. Can I just have a chat with Hodge about how awesome flying is yeah. and, like, swap flying tips? Yep, yeah. you do that. Um, so Hot Beans the Wolf is talking to Hodge. And meanwhile, Waffles, I'll let you take over as DM for the Kiordi. Oh, cool. In the area. Yep. So now that the area has been secured, um, so I'm assuming that Ar- uh, Arcus, Marley, and Druid are the only three humanoids, biglings, in, in the area. Oh, that, and you don't know the situation with that cloaked figure that Arcus saw earlier, ducking mm. in, away into the Riding rubble. the dragon, yeah. Oh yeah, I, I would probably try and mention that while we were hugging. <laughs> I didn't do it before the fight, but now the fight's over, I'd probably be like, by the way, guys, I saw this thing. Yeah, I, I think you're trying to tell me about the hooded figure. I'm trying to tell you about the message in my head. And there's like two cross conversations <laughs> happening at the same time. And we're still hugging while it's happening. We're like, like this is and this. then both of us like end it with what? Like, wait, what? Like <laughs> at each other's thing? Yeah. Yeah. Let's let's play that out. You say your thing. I'll say my thing. Ready, set, 
go. Uh, right before so we entered the Lid of the like Dragon, and it turns and we out that I, like, I saw this hooded figure he, like, run away. I can't really remember what was happening, but I know that Brown is like, Brown is like, Brown We should probably do something about that. You know? Wait. Wait, what? What? Squeak, squeak, squeak. The picklings are just weird, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> that might have been my favourite thing of the whole episode. And I bet it's not going to be good on podcast, but I still oh. love it. <laughs> They're all, like, individually recorded, right? So if need be, I'm sure we can place them better together, right? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and my one was very valuable. We can't lose that. Oh, no, no. No. Definitely not. Correct. Nice. The, the growls really yeah. added uh, a lot of ambience to the whole yeah. situation. Uh, yeah, so the Kiori, uh, with the area secure, some of them, uh, uh, a few of them, the the scouts, uh, are sent back to Banfor City to report the news. Uh, and, you know, so the, the, the scout mice, they sort of mount their, their battle cats, which they were... Uh, driving in on, I'm assuming they brought some with them, and so they quickly race back. The rest of them divide into two groups, uh, and so half of them continue to keep the perimeter. So they will. So some of them will be on the ground, some of them will be climbing up uh, sort of nearby buildings, and the other half will start to dismantle this dragoon uh, and take anything of value. And so they start sort of trying to rip away the scales. This is just like Pacific Rim. Yeah, and yeah, and so eventually uh, some of the merchant Kiori come with a few wagons, uh, and they're pretty much Tiny wagons. Yes, uh, and and so they're dismantling this dragoon. So they're taking the the scales to be made into defensive armor or weapons or whatever they can do with them. Um, they're taking the meat for food because you know there's a million mice in Banfor City, Each and they scale gotta eat. could be like a, a shield. Yeah. Of its own. So, so right now, they're, they're, that's pretty much what they're planning on doing. So when, uh, so in the future, probably in a couple of days, uh, the or the battle my uh, battle Kiori are going to be, uh, you know, equipped with these dragon scale shields, uh, you know, and so they're just slowly dismantling uh, the dragoon uh, over yeah. So over a period of nineteen days, they're just going to continue to work at this, um, and not huge. Lump in the middle of the city square that the queen's just going to allow for 19 days. Yeah, well, there, like, if anybody comes in, uh, there's going to be sort of confrontations. They'll let, if the bigling seems friendly, they will escort them through without uh, going near the dragoon. If the bigling seems a bit more confrontational, then there'll be a confrontation. Uh, and so, like, people will get the sort of sense that oh you can go through there just don't touch the dragoon that's that's the kiori's the kiori have claimed it becomes, this dragoon. A, it becomes a hot tourist attraction too yep and they eventually um start you know when they get to the bones and stuff they they sort of bring them all back uh and when the dragoon is finally finished off you'll see that there's a tiny kiori outpost a, a colony as it were that's sort of being built and so there's now a little outpost of Kiori living uh, where this dragoon landed. I feel like Queen Shan probably would, tell me if I'm overstepping my bounds here, but like probably would be like coming down with a convoy to see what happened, right? Oh, oh yeah, definitely. And they'd be they'd be sending in researchers, academics, scientists. Well, uh, that's what I was and... thinking. So then yep. we could have a quick conversation with Queen Shan, right? Like technically. Um, but, oh, she would. They wouldn't send down straight away. Um, this is yeah. over the period of the following days. So like while the dismantling and stuff is happening, there would definitely be royal interference. All right. Well, but like in the immediate aftermath, it's sort of just, it's all, it's just you. You're all being left alone. This is... So- I don't know if you want to role play this out, but I know Marley would be there being like Queen Shan, like you know us, you trust us, essentially. Look at how much the Kiori did for you. Here. I have something planned like, for this, if you guys want to roll it out. Yeah. All right. How would you guys like to do a skills challenge? Okie dokie. Great. So effectively, I was planning, and ever the case with Queen Shan got uh, involved, that we would have a diplomatic skills challenge where Arcus and Marley would do the skills challenge to see how well the diplomacy goes between the Kiori and the Biglings. Um, and I'm going to set a 
success of three. So just you got to pass three skills. Um, <laughs> oh, I thought you mean like the level, like difficulty of three. <laughs> oh, no, um, I know. I'm going to set the difficulty at 12. And so you just got to pass a 12. And so, yeah, so you got to pass sort of three times. I would say three times between you. Three successes and the diplomacy goes well. Three failures are uh, not so well. Okay, so Queen Shan ventures down from the Royal Keep to the site uh, of the, the Dragoon within a few hours of the fight. So you've had a bit of a chance to recuperate and gather your senses. And yeah, you notice this procession of guards coming down and then they part and Queen Shan alone steps through them to um, to see you. And, and you could tell by the expression on her face as she approaches that She's not at all surprised at who it was that stopped the dragon. <laughs> she she expected to see you here, and she uh, yeah just she just walks up to you, and stands silently but with like an open body like body language. Her 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 palms are open upward. She is open to you starting the conversation. I hug her. Oh. <laughs> I mean, palms okay. open outward. She's obviously asking for a hug. She she looks a bit surprised, but she lets it happen. And and Marley does the traditional bow, courtly bow that she's sort of known for. <laughs> and she says, as if it wasn't enough, what you did for me and the kingdom up there. And she gestures to the big mountain behind the city. The the kingdom of Brus cannot thank you enough for the amazing feat you have achieved today. Yeah, Marley sort of bows again, like shorter and just sort of says well you know couldn't let anything happen to craft tavern in banfor city and like grins you know like she chuckles like you're you're pretending to be selfish but i know it's just a facade (laughs) yeah (laughs) speaking of which though uh we do have a small boon to ask of you if you would grant us one small favor i will try to do whatever is in my royal capacity see the Kiori over here. Okay, and how's your skills challenge? Yeah. <laughs> Into combat. Dun, 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 dun. I use diplomacy. Ugh. Um, <laughs> sorry. It was not effective. Oh, no. <laughs> hey. Oh, <she's... laughs> Molly's gonna obviously go for a persuasion role based on the fact that they obviously had a lot to do with saving the city. Therefore, she should at least hear them out. I thought you were going to say, I cast command and say, leave. (laughs) Um, No, I just want want them to get their audience and them to be able to have the space to plead their own case. I'm not trying to plead for them. I'm trying to let them have a space to plead because that's how it should be. The parliament should be heard themselves so that they have their own power. Yeah, that's how she feels. We're like a reference. Yeah, I get a 21. Persuasion. That beats a 12. Success. <laughs> Success? <laughs> I'm gonna, I, I'll be like, you know, the Kiori, they actually have their own religion and churches. You know, it would be religious persecution, uh, not only to not give them their rights, but to not but to charge them tax would also be... <laughs> you know, they should be giving all their money to their gods. Um, so I use religion. <laughs> oh, I got a nat 20, so I get 25. Success. <laughs> Woo. How many How many to pass this where we need again? You just Three, one more. right? Okay, cool. Marley whips her coat around herself. It's like, you know, and then somehow does a quick change underneath and comes out in her, like, her, like, full-on performance, like, garb. You know, it's, like, all barred, like, full-on barred court colours. And whips out her saxophone and starts telling a story about how the, how Banfor City came to be. But it's a little... It's a little embellished <laughs> and a little of things hidden, but gives it this this like grand history and like eloquent like storytelling, you know? 
and sort of punctuated in places by music. Yeah, that's what she's doing. Queen Shan is immediately quite taken aback at the sudden change of clothes and you begin playing a saxophone, like, in her mm. royal presence. Mm. And, uh, yeah, I guess, yeah, you're going to have to roll to see how she takes it. I'm going for a performance check with a net 20! So that's a 29! That is a 29 performance. I swear to God, this session is the best we have ever rolled. Like, I know! Incredible. It's so, and the thing is, is like, I love the fact that you can back me on it too. Like, yeah. I'm like, I'm seeing yours, you're seeing mine. Right? And it's like, <laughs> the the way that you literally cannot cheat because there are people watching you roll the yeah. whole time. It's so good. Yep. I'm gonna say with the success, the Kyori part, and you see these four Kyori coming in who look very important there in very fine garb one of them is wearing uh what looks like a cat fur suit one of them's wearing a rabbit fur suit uh one of them is uh, decked out in uh what looks like a tuatara armor and another one no no they're endangered <laughs> all from old animals that died a natural death uh, and There's the heaps other of one, them in Iceland, it's fine. Heaps of them. Uh, and they're, they're breeding them, you know? They're like, they're pest. allowed to they're eat some of them. And, uh, <laughs> to the keep last, up. <laughs> yes. And the last one is wearing a, a cloak uh, of furbird. Yeah. Uh, of furbird feathers. And uh, they come in, and there's a, a mobile platform, which is about a meter high, that they're sort of riding on, and there's all these other Kyori pushing along the sides, and it's slowly trundling up. And then they come to the to to Queen Shan, uh, and she obviously being very impressed by your uh, persuasion skills and your performances and uh, religion and everything, uh, enter into a dialogue. And these four Kyori are Oliver, Jules, Jules, and Brad, who are the uh, Prime Minister, Deputy Prime Minister, Speaker of the House, and Leader of the Opposition in that order. <laughs> oh, I'm the Leader of the Opposition. Yes. <laughs> Oh god! Of I'm course you are, Brad. <laughs> and they have now entered into dialogue with Queen Shans uh, for diplomacy. You guys succeeded in diplomacy. It's up to them now. It's in their hands now. We can't do any more than that. They're now hashing out a treaty settlement. Mm. Let's hope it goes better than ours. <laughs> and uh, that's the end of the episode, I suppose. That's the end. That's the end of the episode. Growl, growl, wolf, growl. <laughs> The episode. Yes. <laughs> Woof. <laughs> nice. I'm so disappointed I didn't get to trigger anyone. What? It's my terrible attempt at a southern accent. Southern accent. There's um reminds me of it. my my uncle does like uh he sells drugs to kids. No, <laughs> kind of no. Uh, <laughs> no, he makes like uh, oils and and things from nuts and th- he makes nut oil. You know, as you do. And um, so do I. Sometimes <laughs> we don't, don't we all. Um, <laughs> He makes he makes nut oils and uh, other sort of natural health oil things, and it has a company. And he was doing big, uh, trying to sort out something with this tax Texan Texan this Texan person. And you know how Kiwis are when they're talking about things. And he's like got a very Kiwi accent. He's like talking in a mile a minute, a minute up here, and he's, no one knows what he's saying because he's just talking too fast. So you don't know what's going on. So he's talking, trying to do this deal with him, and the Texan's like. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Slow down. In Texas, we not only talk slow, we think slow too. <laughs> Which is just like, that's the, not the best. flex you think it is. <laughs> You've muted yourself, Jules. You laughed you laughed yourself onto the mute button. <laughs> it's the best self burn. That I've ever witnessed in real life. <laughs> oh, um, so yeah, beautiful. There we are. You have uh, opened the door for Kiori 
slash humanoid interrelations in politics. You have defeated Frosty, the ancient white dragon. Um, there's still a nest full of other white dragons on a nearby mountain, but it's not your problem anymore. Um, would you seek out a long rest, or would you check in with Haydet to see what fresh horrors he's got ready for you? Oh, I think we should long rest, right? Yep. <laughs> you know no, that the surge is like the surge is didn't, like three days didn't... away or something, or three or four. I can't remember which. I was going to open the locker. Seven. I don't think I actually did open the locker, but I was didn't. We going like to open, open for something and then shut it and run away, or did we find out what he wanted to say? No, I, I don't uh, think what, we actually what, really did. You know, what he told you was uh, what he was telling you was, was that Frosty was that yeah first that Frosty was was freeing itself from the mountain, yeah, and then um, Frosty was getting ready to take off, and there's someone on his back, and then it was <laughs> ah dragon <laughs> yeah um, so we kind of we kind of dealt with about. what he had to instantly tell us and i think like marley would sort of open up the locker again and 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 then just sort of say into the void i swear to god hate it if you tell us that we've beaten the dragon i will beat you i will come, <laughs> i will find a way you better hold that message <laughs> Yeah. Wow, you're doing surprisingly well against that dragon, Marley. <laughs> <laughs> Marley specifically. That's really good for you, Marley. A second or two passes, and then you hear, those mice are doing a lot of the heavy lifting. That's great. Uh, uh, and then Kyori another second or two passes Kyori. and says, he says, oh, sorry, I mean Kiori. Uh, don't mean to offend uh, Hop, your friend Hot Beans, wherever he is. He's probably still with you by the time you're listening to this. God of knowledge should know that. He's talking to you from a f- like a few minutes ago. Oh, hours actually before Queen Shan arrived. Um, and then so what day is this? The surge is six days away from now. And he says, I know you don't exactly want to hear this right now, but, uh, Get yourself a long rest and then check in with me in the morning because, oh boy, I've got something that definitely needs your help, but there's nothing you can do about it in your current state. After waiting for all of these messages, kind of like almost tapping her foot as usual and she's frustrated with all of this coming through. She's like, you know, it would be a lot more helpful if you could turn off the past ones when I open the locker, if they're not helpful. Anyway, um... <laughs> they have to press you know four, this, I think. You should know this. <laughs> like, skip, skip, skip. It's like, you know, when you're like listening to phone messages and you're like, delete. <laughs> <laughs> delete <laughs> yeah you have um, to press four <laughs> to <get it. laughs> yeah. next message <laughs> um delete so, old message yeah so she kind of says into the into the locker um hey hey there, i i do you have ways of contacting people other than us there's a pause and then he r- responds with I can't directly speak into the minds of, of any mortals, but I can uh, inspire them to, to take certain actions, like when I inspired your friend Zathan to uh, to go searching for the underground city that was beneath their feet. That sort of thing. Is there any way you could perhaps inspire Tat to come across a book or something that would tell him where the wellspring of Harrog is? I don't think he would have access to anything like that, but I can inspire him to head in that direction at least i i see that you've told him about it he, he knows the name i just i i can't tell him the location yet and it's going to be eight hours b- before i can um make a religion check i feel like we should get buffs to all of our religion checks because we have people that are praying to us yeah only, yeah <laughs> only 13 okay uh yeah with with that um he says oh, i've just given tap a little nudge for you um, you, but really, given it's, him it's up. A little tap. I've given him a tap. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha! It's humor week here in Ison. Um, <laughs> uh, just says, but really, that's the best I can do. It's sort of up to his abilities and his own wisdom, I suppose. At this point, I have faith in him, though. That'll do. 
Thank you, hate it. She's like tired and kind of like emotionally wrung out after that encounter. Yep. So you've so you've told Tap about the wellspring of Harrig, and Haydet has just sort of while Tap's sitting there thinking about the ramifications of like she's not actually dead, she wants to see me again. She's mentioned this thing. I need to find out about this thing. He suddenly gets hit. She's with mentioned this, she's in a lot of danger. <laughs> yeah, he gets hit with this sudden like burning desire in the back of his mind to to get to that thing. He doesn't know how. He doesn't know what. But he's like. Mm. I'm definitely I like that's the thing I have to do. Close enough. Gang gang. Mm-hmm. Yep. So Haydet has said that there is something bad that needs your attention tomorrow. There is something bad that needs think, our attention think, tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, I think hearing that Marley would be like back to craft tavern everyone. Let's get some sleep and deal with this in the morning. Are Let's you get some coming? cider and cider. Yeah, are you coming, Hop, Hop Beans? Or is this where you leave us? I, I mean, if you'll have me. Um, like, the Kyori situation's all dealt with, and there's things to protect, and I like protecting things. Um, if you'll let me tag along, I'd love to. <laughs> yeah, sure. And he sort of starts tearing up and... <laughs> I've never had friends before. <laughs> Arcus hugs him. Aw. <laughs> there, there, Drew. A crossbow bolt through the dragon's eye and into its brain? Now that is a sweet kill. If I was ever an enraged ancient white dragon who just returned from being locked behind a magical barrier for thousands of years... That's how I'd like to go. What else can Haydet possibly have in store for them? With the surge only days away, will Marley and Arcus ever get a chance to know peace? At least Marley finally reached out to her childhood love tap. I think in the darkest of times, it's important to have even the smallest beacon of hope. Ooh, write that down. We couldn't make this show at all without the love from our awesome supporters, over at patreon.com slash fateofison. Seriously, we're able to make this show because of you. Thank you so much. Alex White Robinson, person who wants to say anonymous, Robert Baldino from Not Quite Heroes Podcast, Irene Coochie, Laura Christine Goodman and James Blyser from Wheeler Woe, Sarge Hodgkins, Laura Douglas, Mel Ziggler, Roger Afamata, Sam Malcolm from Table Tales, Karin Ferris, Lauren Flake, Kai Dealer, Brianna Kavalsa, Kevin Swift from The Dice Cult, Ben Edwards, Victorian Gavin Porter, Daniel Nickers from The Happy Go Lucky Podcast, KP Squished, Alexandra Litkites, Andrew Evans, Danny Holman from The Garadava Podcast, Kevin Carver, Dakota Shumansky, Damien Liberton, Andrew M, and Alexander Waffles Williams. Ah. <sighs> Anyway, that is it for this week. Thank you so much for listening to episode uh, whatever it was, 11. That's right, episode 11 of chapter 6. We will be back next time with episode 12. Thanks, everyone. Necropoticon. Hard to pronounce? Easy to listen.